Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us for another podcast. My name is Isabel, and I'm the Functional Food Ingredient Sales Representative at Barrington Nutritionals. And for today's episode, I'm excited to have the pleasure to speak with Dr. David Foreman, herbal pharmacist. David, how are you doing today? Uh, just living the dream. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, no, th- thanks for doing this, Isabel. And I know, uh, I know this is. Uh, outside your normal scope because of what you actually do for a living. So I appreciate you uh, wanting to take time with me um, and have a discussion on, on what Barrington may have to offer for uh, companies doing functional foods and beverages. So thank you very much. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So typically the focus of our podcast has been with dietary supplements, but for this episode, we're going to discuss crossover ingredients for food and beverages. And I'd like to preface this episode by sharing what our definition is for functional food, because I know there's a lot of different definitions people have, and I think it's good to make that clear. So we are defining functional foods as food or beverage products containing additional health benefits through the addition of nutritional ingredients. So for example, cereals fortified with vitamin B6, B12, or folic acid, or orange juice uh, with calcium or vitamin C. So David, to get things started, I'd like to know why you think we're seeing a market shift. Why do you think consumers are in search of new delivery vehicles of nutritional ingredients? Uh, it's interesting. I've, I've actually spoken at different conferences around the world and, and written a few papers that were along the lines of what you just asked. And, and the number one reason is that uh, people have pill fatigue. I have pill fatigue. You know, I'm one of these guys. I, I, I do practice what I preach. So I, I do have an arsenal of, of supplements I take. And um, there's not a whole lot of convenience. You know, I joke that people get carpal tunnel from opening and closing their bottles. Um, you know, and, and so I think that's probably one of the biggest driving forces is that consumers have, we all have, I'm a consumer, so I'll just say we all have uh, pill fatigue. And then you throw in that, um, you know, over the last, you know, decades, you know, I've been, I've been in the natural health field for 20, God, I feel old now, 25, 26 years. And, you know, the, our lifestyles have changed a lot over that period of time too, uh, Isabel. So, um, you know, people are getting a little smarter on how to eat as well. Um, and so, you know, they're looking, they're looking for, um, new convenient ways to still get their supplementation, um, make it functional, meaning it actually does something for me as opposed to, you know, uh, taking just a, a whiff of a multivitamin, um, you know, and, and we're looking for things that just fit plop right into our, our everyday life. So it's a lot easier It'd be a lot easier if my supplements were in a beverage or <laughs> in a food bar, you know, or, or whatever, um, that I could grab and go and, and not have to, you know, spend <laughs> no joke. I should have videoed it for this, but, um, <laughs> you know, it took me probably three or four minutes to open and close all the bottles and get my capsules out. And then, you know, Oh my God, try to choke them all down. And I don't, I don't do them one at a time. I literally do like a mini handful. So those are, I think those are really the, the reasons that, you know, we're seeing an expansion into your field. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. Having that fatigue of taking so many and yeah, it does get overwhelming. I think another reason it's shifting this way is it's actually more sustainable to eat, you know, one nutrient dense product 
you know, rather than taking a variety of supplements or eating a variety of foods. And I also think of plant-based alternatives gaining popularity. It's important for consumers to receive nutrients that are not only that are not naturally found in plant products like vitamin B12. And um, therefore we're seeing, you know, ingredients like this be incorporated into products like Beyond Meat. And then lastly, I think fortified foods is a response to health conscious consumers and those taking a more, you know, holistic approach to their health. Yeah. I mean, you gave a great example of, you know, B12 and there's so many people that have gone vegan, you know, and without them, you know, a lot of people, unless they're super savvy, may not even realize that there's really no, there's no plant-based B12. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, another one of my favorites, you know, as long as we're on this topic is vitamin D Mm -hmm. Um, and people go, well, you know, well, I live in Southern California. I play a lot of golf, you know, but I actually um, do test my, uh, my D levels in, uh, uh, six months ago, my D level was low. I was walking, you know, riding my bike an hour, three, four days a week without a shirt on, on a trail near my house. I play a lot of golf. I play a lot of golf, but what people don't realize is that we're using sunscreen now and we need the UV light to actually penetrate the skin to convert your cholesterol into vitamin D. So, you know, that's why we have so many people that are vitamin D deficient and um, you know, and, and that's, you know, so there's, there's this whole litany or arsenal of things that we, we don't realize that we're doing, we're trying to be healthier plant-based diet. Right. But mm-hmm. at the same time, we're, we're becoming nutrient deficient or amino acid deficient, which is nutrient anyway. So yeah, there's a, a lot of, uh, I, I'm glad you brought that point up. Yeah. And just for the audience to know, you live outside of San Diego. So if you're vitamin D deficient, imagine me living in Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, it's exactly right. You know, um, I, I wrote this article a couple of years ago on, on vitamin D uh, deficiency. And, you know, I, I remember writing, I mean, this is probably maybe even eight years ago. And I wrote, you know, there was a line, if you drew it from Los Angeles to Columbia, South Carolina, you just literally drew a line straight across the map. Anybody below that, you know, during the summer was probably needing like 2000 units and in the winter, probably 5000 you know, anybody above that line was actually probably needing 5,000 during sunny months wow. and, and up to 10,000. It was, you know, and, it's, and so you're right, like, depending on where your geography is, then yeah, and you're right, like me, I mean, come on, like, it made no <laughs> sense. I'm like, seriously, how much sunshine do I have to get? Anyway, yeah. So. <laughs> So at Barrington, just to give a couple more examples where we're seeing fortified foods. So, you know, we're seeing ingredients like Sibelia sage being incorporated into beverages and black seed oil being used in salad dressings and inulin in bakery products and et cetera. And so, you know, I'm excited for products like fortified bakery products like bread. This is a market segment I didn't anticipate to see an overlap of fortifying ingredients. And so we're seeing, you know, bread enriched with inulin as a source of prebiotic fiber or legumes for protein. So I think it's really interesting with the type of products that are coming out of this new trend. Yeah, those are great examples. And you know, the ingredients you mentioned for people that aren't really familiar with them, I mean, the sage is not just the sage. It's funny when you're talking about foods and you talk about sage, people are thinking about the stuff that's in their, you know, in their spice cabinet or spice rack yeah, in their yeah. kitchen. This is not your grandmother's sage. This is completely <laughs> different. It, it comes from a unique uh, farm in a very specific region. Uh, it's been compared uh, through uh, multiple forms of, uh, of scientific analysis that it is not like all the other sages. And it has significant benefits for people that, you know, are looking, looking for the extra boost in, in, uh, 
and being able to concentrate focus and memory. Um, the black seed oil, uh, thymoquin, you know, patent pending. Uh, it's real. I'm, I had no idea people were adding it to salad oils. It makes so much sense because it does have a little bit of a thyme flavor to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, there's so many benefits to that ingredient. It's probably one of my favorite ingredients in the whole portfolio that Barrington has, because there's so many applications to thymoquin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it has a little bit of a pungency. So I made a salad dressing the other night and it was really good. I was surprised. We used a 1% uh, thymoquinone and it was, yeah, it was nice. I'm impressed. I do have to say, you know. I'll share um, the recipe with you. Yeah. On its own, it could be a little harsh, but when you mix it with apple cider, apple cider vinegar and honey and other ingredients, yeah. garlic, it's, um, it's palatable then. And, you know, the thing is for, and if uh, companies, you know, are, are considering, you know, what, what can we do for st- stability? Uh, uh, thymoquin is also uh, a pretty powerful antioxidant as well. So I know a lot of times, you know, things are getting added in low levels of vitamin E, et cetera, you know, to help uh, shelf life, stability, whatever. Um, and, you know, that's the cool thing about, about that ingredient as well is that, uh, you're going to probably get a little more bang for your buck. I, I like, I don't know about you, Isabel, I like getting more for my money. So anytime mm-hmm. there's multiple applications to something, um, it's less money that I have to spend down the road. And uh, it's better for me, not only financially, but health-wise as well. Oh yeah, definitely. So with more fortified foods and beverages entering the shelves as an herbal pharmacist, how will you determine the quality of a product? Will you seek out products the branded ingredients or have clinical evidence like thymoquin? Like how do you, you know, what's your criteria when you seek out a product? Uh, when anybody approaches me with an ingredient, uh, first question I ask is, do you have any studies? So for me, uh, my original background. So yeah, I'm called the herbal pharmacist for a reason. One, I'm actually a pharmacist. I actually owned a drugstore for years, did real well with it, sold it. Uh, when I got really interested in natural medicine, became a naturopath. Um, and so, you know, and, and my first probably eight years of my career, I only did worked with botanicals. Um, so I eat the herbal pharmacist and, you know, now it's, I'm across the board on, on the dietary supplements, but for me, clinical research, I want to see the studies that, that probably, you know, goes back to, um, my pharmacist days, you know, of, uh, you know, why are studies so important for us? One, uh, usually they'll do safety studies. So when we have a, uh, an ingredient, we can know it's safe. We can know, if I take X number of milligrams or this particular dose, this is the response I can expect. And then, oh, this is how long it may take me to get the response. So clinical studies are, are really big, um, you know, and with, even within that, you know, I try, to, I try to look for human clinical studies because there are all, an awful lot of studies done in animals. Sometimes you can't do a human clinical trial because um, for whatever factors, and, and I don't, I don't want to get overly deep on this. Um, and then on, on top of that, um, you know, I, I like companies that then have done more than just one. Uh, they're basically putting their, their money where their mouth is. Uh, and uh, that's probably, those are really the, the two big things, you know, one studies are study <laughs> and two more studies, you know, and then if they actually have trademarked the product or they filed for patents uh, in the case of Thymoquin, mm-hmm. uh, there's multiple patents pending at this point. Um, and they don't just hand patents out. So when I see an ingredient that's patented, um, that raises the credibility bar to me that, um, Mm -hmm. one, the company took a little extra effort to prove to the governmental uh, agencies that, um, their ingredient is unique 
and uh, and and why. And uh, so those are really the the big. And then of course, if somebody spends the money to trademark it, um, you know that that you know, granted that's not important for how great a product really works, but again, it just shows another level of commitment by a company uh, to get behind their product. Oh yeah, absolutely. So I really liked your question to the CEO of Clutch Cognition during an interview you had with him. And you asked why he picked a beverage as a delivery vehicle for for powerful cognitive ingredients like Sibelius Sage. So I'm going to throw this question back at you. And what type of fortified foods or beverages make the most sense to you? Like, for instance, adding back inherent nutrients to products like vitamin C to orange juice or adding prebiotics to yogurt for symbiotic health benefits or, you know, fortifying food and beverages we regularly consume just like water, like, uh, you know, vitamin water. You know, I don't know if I have any favorites on, you know, fortifying foods. I, I feel like, um, I feel like it really could go across the board. Um, Mm -hmm. so, you know, you were talking about bread earlier, you know, that was one, that only, you know, probably three or four years ago, people started, I mean, we've been fortifying stuff forever. I mean, yeah. yeah I mean, when I was a kid, you know, we'd see, you know, on a bag of flour, <laughs> you know, you know, that they, Rich, because, yeah. because yeah, because they stripped the, the fiber out and they stripped everything else out to make flour, you know, they took the iron along with it. So then you could see things that were fortified with iron, fortified with B vitamins and, and a lot and fortification in the old days, mostly was because we stripped the food down and took those things out and we had to put them back in. Uh, fortification changed uh, years ago, maybe a decade or two ago with fortification made things um, uh, maybe healthier for you. So we were, we started adding omega threes uh, to, to beverages um, started adding omega threes to infant formulas uh, just because uh, we knew that they were you know good for the brain, good for the eyes, good for so many different developmental things. Um, you know, for me as a consumer, um, you know, uh, if I could have a healthier salad dressing that really, by the way, that did kind of get me fired up. I do have to tell you, <laughs> I, I might, I might be the mad because I, I actually, I, I love to cook. I'm kind of a pseudo gourmet chef and I, everything I make is from scratch and I can see myself later today oh, wow. trying to playing around in my kitchen now because of you, Isabel. I'll send you the recipe after this. <laughs> That's cool. No, I'd love it. Yeah. I'm totally digging that whole idea. Um, now I just need to call Barrington and have him send me some uh, raw, raw material to play with instead of, <laughs> yeah. instead of me opening up my Thymocin capsules that I have here. Oh, oh gosh, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, that's the that's the three percent. So that might be a little bit uh, a little bit. Yeah, more the three percent is not a little more pungent. A little more pungent than I want. Um, but you know, I'd I'd like to see companies adding. Um, we'll call them for me. They're like sexier ingredients. I think. Everything we've talked about already isn't isn't really sexy to me. I mean, B12, yeah, we've been doing that for a while. Uh, some products have been adding D for a little while. Um, one one or two things that just came to my mind um, the other day when when we talked was, why aren't we fortifying foods with magnesium? Um, if 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 people looked into the the data behind magnesium deficiency, especially here in the U.S., but I know it's a global issue as well. The majority of people are magnesium deficient. It's a real simple test you can get done. Um, I actually, I, I paid to have my, uh, my magnesium levels checked and I was happy because <clears throat> mine were fine, but that's also because I do take a magnesium supplement. So 
fat fortifying. Uh, and why would I want to do that? Well, one of the magnesium deficiency leads to uh, muscle problems, headaches, um, uh, uh, stress problems, um, uh, it, you name it, uh, mag, uh, blood sugar control issues. Um, and another one that's probably really um, should be popular right now because of the pandemic, you know, and people's uh, interest in, in immune products or immune, immune health, um, why not add zinc uh, to, to a formulation? Uh, you know, granted, magnesium is a little hard on the flavor part. It's kind of a nasty, bitter tasting thing. But, if, you know, we're not necessarily looking at therapeutic doses on, in a fortified food necessarily. Um, you know, I don't want to limit myself to, to two slices. I don't eat bread normally, so I, I can't go there. But if I was eating bread, like I don't want to have to limit myself because there's a ton of magnesium in there. <clears throat> Sorry about my um, cough there. Uh, but yeah, so, I mean, for me, you know, foods and beverages would be a great thing too. I mean, you've got to drink something. I've got a glass of water on my, on my desk here. If I could have a fortified water and, you know, that would be another, another wonderful uh, another wonderful thing for me because, you know, we have to eat, we got to drink. So why not, why not start adding things, uh, to the things we eat and drink to, uh, to get those, to get an added benefit from it. Oh did yeah. I, did I answer yeah. your question? Okay. I'm afraid I feel like I went around the world and back. Oh no, I think you did. I think you covered, okay. you touched right, cool. upon a lot of different points okay. for me. Working for Barrington has really opened my eyes and I'm way more cognizant of, you know, what is on a nutritional label for my own personal health awareness, as well as for being a sales rep for functional food ingredients. And I'm always intrigued when I see a health claim on a food product. And I immediately look at the ingredient deck to see, you know, what functional ingredients are being used. And like, for instance, if I see a claim for inflammation and the functional ingredient is cooking, Kerman or aka the active ingredient in turmeric, I know, okay, thymoquin black seed oil could be used in a similar manner because research shows that it is two times more powerful at fighting inflammation than curcumin. So, and then I'm seeing, you know, magnesium on ingredient decks. And I actually had reached out to my professor when I first started because I was seeing, you know, a lot of Barrington's products like magnesium and calcium and zinc and a lot of different vitamins like vitamin C. And I was like, hey, you know, how are these being used? Because I know there's a lot of different ways, like uh, if it's being used for, you know, as a thickening agent, as an antioxidant, as anti-caking, as acidity or buffering agent, or as a preservative. So um, it's interesting that there's so many different uses and on top of it, of course, for health benefits too. Yeah. Like I was thinking, uh, the other day, um, uh, I was actually talking to another person from, from Barrington and mm -hmm. I said, you know, astaxanthin, we didn't talk about that. That's another, I mean, it's just super powerful, uh, mm -hmm. antioxidant, uh, you know, it, it ranks probably a, as one of the elite antioxidants in the market. So there you get stability companies looking for a coloring agent. Um, you know, astaxanthin is this bright red color. Um, oh yeah. And by the way, it doesn't take very many milligrams. So this is one of those, one of those ingredients, uh, Asta Pure that, you know, Barrington has that could be easily added to make a very highly functional food. We're talking as little as probably like four milligrams, which isn't very much. Um, you know, there is a, a, a you know, there's a powdered version, uh, that could probably be used in, uh, in a beverage. Um, and, you know, so 
And again, you've got the antioxidant part of it. So there, you know, you're helping with stability. You've got a coloring agent and you're getting just amazing health benefits. Um, you know, for me, that's a, that, you know, that, that's almost a home run right there. Just, just with that ingredient alone. Oh yeah. So many uses for just one product. It's, it's awesome. And wouldn't it be cool to be able to make a claim about your product, right? I mean, <laughs> no, sir, I mean, there aren't a lot yeah. of functional foods out there that can, that can make a claim that it, that it really does something for me. You know, um, you know, you mentioned the CEO of clutch. I was so excited about him. Like I've never done a YouTube video like that with a finished product company ever. I normally don't, I don't ever get behind a finished product. I get behind the ingredients and that's it. And when I looked at the ingredients, I was really blown away because everything he did was scientific. There were, I think there were eating seven or eight ingredients. They're all therapeutic doses and they got them into a beverage that actually tastes good, you know? Mm -hmm. And I, you know, to me, you know, and I'm glad to have people like you, Isabel, that are, you know, uh, trying to think and are thinking outside the box, you know, trying to help uh, companies really put together, you know, foods that will improve my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an exciting role. And yeah, I'm happy to be a part of it and seeing all these new innovations come out since it's like you said, functional foods have been around for a while, but I think we're seeing a lot more innovation occurring and, you know, people are wanting to see different ways of fortification and, you know, I'm working with some kombucha companies that are wanting to add prebiotics, you know, we've been aware of probiotics and now we're seeing that symbiotic health benefit occurring. So yeah, I'm excited to see what comes. Yeah, that's no, great. And yeah, I mean, uh, I know yesterday we had a, a, a quick briefing or whatever, but, you know, we talked about yogurt. I mean, there's so many foods that are out there that, that, you know, we can, you can uh, encourage companies to add, to just take it up one more level. Um, you know, and it's, for me, it's, it's exciting uh, as the science guy, but it's also uh, exciting for me as a consumer, because there are, you know, there are foods that I may not have eaten before because I didn't think they were that healthy. But when we start adding these things in, I'm more likely to pull it off the shelf and, and use it, you know, not just once in a while, but make it part of my, my daily lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, definitely. And I think on another now, just uh, on a side note, I think it's important also not to be deceiving you know, if a product is claiming to be a meat alternative or a meat replacement, it, it should contain the same nutritional value as whatever the animal product is trying to mimic. So I think that's something else we're seeing more customers, you know, wanting to incorporate vitamins and amino acids into their products because it's becoming a huge demand. And, you know, this plant-based segment is growing more too. So just on a, on a side note for consumers seeking products. No, I think it's great. I mean, there's a lot, lots of good information shared uh, today during this podcast. So I, I appreciate the opportunity. As you can tell, I get a little wound up on, on uh, helping people with their health. So uh, I'm definitely not lacking energy today. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, David. I think so. We're going to wrap things up. But before doing so, I'd like to remind our listeners that David and I are doing a series of episodes. So be sure to stay tuned. And this was a lot of fun and I'm excited to dive dive into other food topics. So thank you for tuning in and keep an eye out for our next episode. Definitely. Thanks, Isabel. Have a good day. David.